The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hello, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of this hourly show is called Ob. Observation from the trenches. Yep. Observation from the trenches. Well, I speak about what I've been seeing out here in the last 20, 20, 20 plus years. And I've seen policies that's made on high and the effect it has on folks down here and just uh, every, 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 this everyday life. It's not doing much to assist those who are down here, especially black America. Again, I'm not against any group. I disparage no group. I have no axe to grind. My focus is on my group. The reason being, all the research shows by economists that we now are permanent underclass. It's saying by 2053, it will be official that black Americans will have no wealth, will have zero wealth in America. Well, we can say that for most of our people, right, they're already there. Many of our folks are already there. They're already there. In every city that you go, to where there's a large population of Edos, or American descendants of slaves, or black Americans, most on some kind of subsidy, living in these cities. And that lets me know that if we don't start to really look to do something different, that there'll be no inheritance passed to your children. They too will be starting at ground zero. <clears throat> So today I'm going to speak about, I'm going to speak my mind, things I'm seeing out here in the trenches that we need to really, 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 really think about doing something different. And again, this hour is not about being gloom and doom. I don't believe in that. It's not about being a pessimist, not me, being negative, not me. I'm about looking at life for how it is. Not how I wish it would be, hope, hope, hope it would be, but how it is. Given the history and the relationship of black Americans in this community, in this country, you have to look at life for how it is. And so again, I just want to speak about things I see. Because in my mind, no other group deserves more attention than black Americans. Our legitimate issue that got Dr. King murdered has been totally removed from the board. From the board. We are not even mentioned or even considered. So again, if we don't understand that we are on our own, if we don't start to do something, do things differently for ourselves, it means that you're going to leave your kids what you got, no inheritance, no inheritance. And it's not a good place to be in America with no, no inheritance. And so again, it was really so daunting for me when I think about our group, our people. We are, we are giving more and getting back and got back the least. We've, we're giving the most of any group here, giving the most. We fought in every war she ever had, every war America ever had. Fighting with the war for independence, we fought 
I want to be re-enslaved. We're the most loyal group of any, any group here. And please, 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 please stop saying that you are a person of color. You're not an immigrant. No disrespect. What brought them here is not what brought you here. Our lineage ain't the same. Culture ain't the same. Our struggle ain't the same. We've been fighting white racism for 400 years. We've been fighting this fight called white racism for 400 years. They just got here. So we should, we should stop trying to ally ourselves with folks where other than melanin, and they speak English because it's colonized by the English, we got nothing in common with them. Other than, you know, we all need money, we all need food, water, shelter, to be comfortable in America. But other than that, right, you know, we're not the same. We are not immigrants. And when people say that America, the country of immigrants, it's like they're saying, we, they're saying that we don't exist. That ADOs or American-born blacks do not exist. We are not immigrants. You are not an immigrant. You're not a person of color. And we do ourselves a disservice when we let folks say that and don't check them on that. You and I are not people of color. We are Americans. Even Dr. King, in his last word of wisdom, where do we go from here? Let us know that we are Americans. Yes, she's yes, she treated us wrongly. Yes, she treated us like puppy poop. That's true. It's the only country we know. It's the only country that we know. We are of African ancestry. That's true. But we are Americans. We are more we are more American than anybody here. Anybody here. We have no host country that we can go back to. None. None of us. And most Ados or Black Americans will never go back to Africa to visit. None of them. Most have never never most most have never left here going back to the, the continent of Africa. Most have never left here going to the, the continent. So in my mind, we should, we should stop embracing something or a continent that no is not. And we don't know it. So again, I'm just gonna speak my mind on things that I see that we need to take a take a second look second look at. It was very disturbing to me about a year and a half ago when all of a sudden you saw in the news that black community was what you know harassing and hating on, on Asians. Remember that all those commercials you saw the few episodes where blacks had actually you know harmed or hurt even murdered Asian. Also now. It got, it got front page news. All of a sudden now, black Americans, right, were the group that was hunting down and hurting Asians. I don't condone any kind of violence against anybody. But I knew that was a false narrative or a lie. Number one, Asians don't live in the hood with us. Let's, be, let's call it like it is. They don't. Despite you seeing on the news with some black person either attacking them or even murdering them, right? They don't, live, they don't live amongst us. Those are what we call separate, separate incidents. Actually, actually incident. Isolated. But they made it seem like black Americans or black folks were all of a sudden right tracking down and hunting agents. Well, last week, there was what? Murdering counties over there in, 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 in California where Asians were killing Asians. That's right. Slaughtering they was massacred by Asians. But no one said anything about that false narrative about blacks hunting and attacking Asians. But for whole, over a whole year, all you heard was that blacks are hurting Asians. Blacks are hating Asians. Well, I find it hard to believe because for the most part, every community, every black American community, yeah, what? 
an Asian restaurant. And who and who patronized that? We do. We do. Who buy the Asian false hair, that thick hair? Black women do. They don't live with us. They, they, they don't live amongst us. But all of a sudden to say that black Americans, right, are, you know, uh, being violent against Asians was a false narrative. Yes, there were some who did that, some, small or less. But the collective, right, was thrown under the bus. So we got a problem with the Asian community. They don't live amongst us. The same with the Jewish community. Also, now black folks write anti-Semitic. What? How many Jewish folks you know live in the hood with us? Not many. And when you see massacres going on in the synagogue, it's not black Americans. It's other people like white folks, other folks, not us. But not one group, not the Urban League, not the NWCP, not the Black Church, not the Congressional Black Caucus, not no politician on no level came out to say, that's a false narrative. Yeah, that black person might have hurt that Asian. That black person might have killed that Asian. But to say the whole group against Asian, false narrative. It's a lie. What do you see out there in California? Asian murdering Asian. But not one whipper about that. Also now, you got to get more gun control. And so a whole race was thrown in the bus. And nobody came to our aid to say, that's a lie. That's a, that's a bold-faced lie. If you look at the FBI report where they track this thing, no group has been subjected to more hate crime than Ados or Black Americans. Nobody. Nobody. We're the top of the list. We top the list when it comes to hate crime. From 1865 to 1965, what, three or 4,000 Negroes were lynched. Not one law made it out of Congress. Not one law aimed at stopping lynching. Not one law. And it's like a picnic. Folk went out there with their lunch bag, with their, you know, with their, you know, with their lunch basket, with their family, and watched this brutal murder. And many would cut off body parts and take it back home for souvenirs. You had postcards of our folks being slaughtered. But nobody came to our defense. I think it's just totally unacceptable that we as a community will allow people to falsely accuse us of something and nobody comes to our defense. And I'll tell you why. Because we have become a permanent underclass. People who will fight for anybody but the folks who built America into the wealthiest country in the world. And that it's on us. Because we start fighting for ourselves. We start lobbying for ourselves. We start lobbying for everybody but ourselves. And here, here we are, being accused of something that that's not us. I mean, anti-Semitic. Vance, you know, Vance Jones, you see him sometimes on, on like, you know, CNN. He was at some Jewish uh, meeting, you know, as a, I guess a speaker. He had to cry and apologize because black community now is not anti-Semitic. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We look at the folks who have slaughtered the Jewish, the Jewish leaders in the synagogue. It's not us. It's not us. And they try to uh, connect us to a statement made by Kanye West, 
right? That's only one person out of what, 40 plus million. Are you kidding me, Vance Jones? But again, when you feel you got to go there and buy down, you know, and defend us, for what? I don't know. He's their crime. Why do black men all get to get their crime? Crime. They're crime. You know, pathetic. But anyway, today's Wednesday. Kind of cold out there. starting to snow here in Boston. Hope you're warm. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of the show is Observation from the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. We'll speak about things that I'm seeing out here the last two decades, being in our, in our home, because we do direct mental health services in folks' home. Another thing that's really perturbing to me is this new thing, you probably see it on, on social media, of this 50-50, it's like a, a gender, gender war between black men and black women. Where black women say, well, I will get with you if you, you do my nails, do my hair, pay my bills, etc. you know, then I'll get with you. In my day, there would be a form of prostitution. What you're saying is, right, I can't build nothing with you, but I'll lay with you if you pay my, pay my bills, right, do my nails, do my hair, all right? Feed my babies that might be by, by somebody else. All right? I'll get with you if you can do these things. Again, I can't speak for you, but that reeks of prostitution. You're saying you're willing to trade your body for these trinkets if I can if I can pay X, Y, and Z. It's prostitution. And what kind of relationship is that? 50-50. Never heard of such thing, 50-50. If we are item, if we are a couple, right, and most black folks, right, come from what I call humble means, no wealth on the bottom, as I did 30 years ago, you know, when I met my wife, Deborah, I was working, she was working. I probably make about 24, 27 grand, she probably make, make about 30. But when we hooked up, right, we wouldn't do no 50-50 nonsense. We're item, we're going to try to make this thing work. We're going to try to get ourselves off this bottom. We're working as a team, as a couple, and it's 50-50 stuff, I don't know where this here come from. Either you're in it or you're not. And what you're saying is, right, there's no loyalty there. There's no devotion. Devotion. There's no commitment there. There's nothing there. I'm only with this guy on what he can do. If I might say to anybody who's listening to my voice, you know, be it male or female, get with someone who want to try to prosper and thrive. Somebody, right, who want to get with you, right, and see if you can't get yourself off this bottom by acquiring high, high income skills to make your tomorrow better than your, that, to make your tomorrow better, better than, than not your today. I would not be bothering any woman who only with me because of what I can do for her. Pay her bills, do her nails, do her hair, pay her car note. Again, in my day, that's a form of prostitution. You're selling yourself. But again, these folks are the 80s. I mean, somewhere we went wrong. We went wrong raising our children. We went terribly wrong raising our children. But, you know, if you're a young man, get with you, a young lady, right, who like you, want you for you, and believe that you too, right, can make something positive, that you too can prosper, that you too can build a life together, that you both will be proud of. You might start this year, right? Right? Public housing. Year two from now, you know, upgrade your skills. Now, 
You're in a poverty market rate rent in a town or community of your choice. Okay, you keep you keep trying, keep thriving, keep prospering. Okay, now next stop, get your own home in the town that you want to live in. You can also send your kids to a school that you want to because why? Your skills are rising, so is your income. That's why I say you must be about acquiring high, high income skills. But I would not be bothering any man or woman, right, if I'm a man, who only sees me by my wallet. Let me say also to the folks out here, there's nothing that I see on social, social media. Women say, well, they might be educated. They might not, might not be doing okay. It goes to my deal. I want a man to make $100,000, $300,000. $500,000, a million dollars. What you going to bring? I bring it myself. What? Are you kidding me? Any accomplished brother, black man, okay, who's dead accomplished, right? He can pick what he wants to. If all you're bringing is just you and your body, you ain't bringing much. No matter how beautiful you are, you might be gorgeous. You're not bringing anything. I'm just, just dumbfounded that women would even utter those stupid words. On a man making five hundred thousand dollars, half a million dollars, million dollars. Well, you don't make that. You don't bring that. So you're looking for something that you're not. As though your beauty and your sex, right, is enough. Ladies, 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 you better burst that bubble, because that's totally that's totally an illusion. Accomplished men, accomplished men, are not going for that. Men who are very successful, you know, making two, three, four, five thousand dollars a year, they don't need you. If all you bring is your beauty, your sex, and your look, and your so-called charm, please, you are you up for a sad awakening. Wake up, ladies. It's an illusion. It is a illusion. Again, I don't. I, I just don't understand how some of our folks are. Making sense of the world. They're not making they're not making good sense of the world at all, you know? Another thing that I want to put out in the atmosphere, right? From out here. One of the things that hurt our folks, I think, really bad, our folks don't listen. I don't our folks don't listen. Young folks don't listen. Adults don't listen. They're giving good advice, but they don't listen, they don't take it. You know, parents told you, right, that you shouldn't become a father or a mother without before marriage. You shouldn't be a teen mother. The research is there. Nothing good's going to come of it. But you don't listen. They told you, right? You shouldn't start a mental heroin, but you don't listen. They told you, right? You have to have good skills, which means you got to be educated, but you don't listen. A lot of things that have undermined our development as individuals, individuals, right? Comes back to listen. Folks don't listen. So it ain't that folks didn't tell you don't come his way or don't do these things, you didn't bother to listen and take heed to it. So if you don't listen, right, that means that you pay a heavy price for being disobedient. In America, I want to put it out in the atmosphere, especially for black men, America is unkind to black men who are uneducated, unskilled, and lawless. I'll say again, America is unkind to black men who are unskilled, uneducated and lawless. You get a heavy dose of punitive care, namely prison. So again, 
Most of our failures come back to not listening. Folks ain't listening to nobody. Folks telling you don't do these things, you know. There's no such thing as what I call a surprise pregnancy. No such thing. If you're laying down for person A, male A, he has no condom on, you have no birth control, you got no birth control, and y'all are intimate, and he, you know, exactly, exactly, exactly in you, there's a good chance you're going to become pregnant. Good chance. Just simple as that. That's how it works. So because you didn't listen, right, to uh, prolong or, you know, uh, refrain from sex, you didn't listen not to, you didn't listen, you know, to be on birth control or make sure you got a condom on, you didn't listen. Well, that's why you are now a single mom. And that single mom uh, 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 strategy has run thin. People don't give you no no kudos because you're a single you're a single parent. If your skills are suspect or low, you're gonna struggle. Your kid know. And when you lay down with him, you know you wasn't married to him. He wasn't married to you. He had no condom on. You had no protection. So a good chance that you gonna come. You you gonna become pregnant. You gonna be a single parent. You know because why? You did not bother to listen. You did not bother right. To take precaution, or to make sure that he had protection on. And so, I kind of realized about America. They talk a lot about freedom, 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 but very little about being responsible. Most of the ills of our people, our community, right? To some degree, after King was murdered, has come back to what we got folks making bad choices, getting involved in bad situations that are counterproductive. Because you won't listen. Despite folks telling you, you see other folks who did the same thing before you, it didn't work for them. But for some reason, you think, you think it's going to work for you. Folks, you need to listen. You need to listen. If you don't listen, right, you suffer the consequences. I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. And America is a great country. It's a great, great, great country. You get no pushback from me on that. We have sufficient wealth. If we have sufficient wealth to be comfortable, it's a great place to be. And when you don't, you're going to struggle. It's just a cut and dry. It's just that simple. So again, you can do you if you want to, but you know, to struggle all your days, that's a heavy burden. Our folks doing Jim Crow, okay, segregation, laws made sure they're going to struggle. But today, for many of you, right, that's not your reality. Many of you are choosing, choosing a life of despair because you don't understand how America works. America runs on skills. Skills. There's two important ingredients that you need to know as a member of ADOS of Black America. One is capital, other is labor. Where the laws, these racist laws made sure that our folks were going to be excluded out of capital. So the only thing that you got access to and control of is your, is, your, is, your, is your labor. So if you don't deliberately, right, invest in yourself by acquiring high-income skill, you're not going to do well. Just a just cut and dry. You are not going to do well. You just get by on some low-paying job, and now, after the pandemic, 15 or $20 is now the new minimum wage. You're not going to do well on that. You have to go back and upgrade your skills as I had to do 30 years ago. 
And I come from where most of them are now. I came from making 24, 30 grand a year. So I know that, but I wouldn't stand there. And I worked some low-paying jobs as I went to school. But I said to myself, it's not where I am. It's where I want to put myself, where I want to be. You got to see yourself in the future. But the thing you, what you do today will determine how you live tomorrow. What you do today will determine how you live, live tomorrow. If you don't do much today, you won't get much tomorrow. So if you want to keep on struggling, staying on the bottom, right? Just getting by, well, America, America, America got plenty of room. She got plenty of room for you and the likes of you. She has plenty of room for you on that bottom. But if you want to do better, you must, you must upgrade your skills. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Another thing that perturbs me, I'm seeing out here in the trenches. Stop blaming educators for your kids being behind. They came in the first grade, kindergarten, couldn't read. They know the ABCs. They know the colors, shapes, you know, wasn't reading. Because you failed to do your job as the teacher, as a parent, you are the first teacher of that child. It's your job to pay that child, to get him ready for school. And no parent should ever be shocked about their kid's report card if you don't sit down with little Larry, little Mary, doing the homework, you should know where they are. You should already know they're behind. You should already know they need help. But too often, many of our folks don't do that. Leave it to what you leave it to what? The teacher, to the teacher. The teacher is your supporting cast. You are the primary educator of your children. You are. Let me just say this here. No school system gives back a refund for a kid who don't know nothing. What are you trying to say, Larry? Your kid come in school on Monday at 7.30, leave at 2 o'clock, didn't know nothing. There's no refund. There's no refund coming back because that kid don't know nothing. There's no refund. So you should understand you are the primary advocate for your children. You are. And too often our parents have failed to do their duty. Failed to do, do, do their duty. And so again, nothing matters me more than see teachers being blamed for your shortcoming. You are the primary educator, parent. You are. You are the primary educator of your children. So if you don't prepare them for school, for kindergarten, where well, they come in, what I call it free spirit. They have not been properly groomed to be studious. They don't have the fundamental skill. ABC, count to 100, know their shapes, know their colors, all right? Have a love of reading. They don't have those skills. Why? You did not instill those in your children. So stop blaming teachers for your failure. Stop blaming, blaming teachers for your failure, parents. It comes back to you, what you didn't do, what you didn't do. And there's no refund coming. And America's unkind. It's unkind to black people who are uneducated, unskilled, and lawless. It's unkind to you. You get the harshest treatment. You get the harshest, you get the harshest treatment. In that cage called prison where you're going. 10, 20, 30, 40 years doing your prime. Doing what's silly stuff. Silly stuff. Okay. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You listen to WBC 102.9 FM. Name is our program. It's what? Ops. Patient from Trisha. Ops. Patient from Trisha. Well, speak about what I see out here. Well, speak about what's not working for our community. 
Not an hour of gloom and doom. Not an hour of being a pessimist or being negative. It's about these things not working. We must do something different. You first must be real about where you are. You first must be real about where you are. And get out this year, you know, hoping for something to come to you. You ain't putting forth no effort to create a better tomorrow. And that tomorrow got to be anchored in skills. You must, you must be highly skilled in America to do well. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. And most of our people are just struggling here in Boston, New York, Connecticut, Baltimore, and these cities. They're struggling. Just getting by, if that. And if they pull those uh, support program, all right, vouchers, you know, food stamp, or whatever you're getting, most will be homeless. Most will, will, will be hungry. Because why? Your income is insufficient to keep to keep you to keep you in these cities. Nobody's playing with you. They ain't playing with you. And they sure ain't coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save you. They didn't come for me. They're not coming for you. So again, if you understand why, if you're not looking out for yourself, you got problems. Big problem. So I'm gonna take a break, you know, be back, you know, and continue my continue my observation. Again, disparaging nobody, I guess no group, no 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 actually grind, I guess nobody. I speak to my group, Ados or Macaboy and Black, because why? Nobody needs more attention than our group. We have been totally, totally, totally removed from the board. Nobody discussed our needs. We was never made whole by affirmative action, never made made whole by the 1964 Act of Civil Rights or the Voting Rights Act. It did nothing for us. Nothing. So I'm gonna take a break. I bring it back. Can you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM? I'm your host, Larry Larry Higginbottom, and I shall be right back. Uh oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> <laughs> and now a speech. I just wanna say that friendship is about heart, heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. I'm back, Boston. Again, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name is proud this program, but I was called Op Vage from the Trenches. Op Vage from the Trenches. We'll speak about issues from my perspective that my group, American Born Blacks or ADOS, as I identify as, will stand for American Descent of Slavery, need to really come to this conclusion. We gotta do something different. Ain't about gloom and doom, ain't about being negative or being pessimist or being negative. It is what it is. We really are back at square zero. And so if we don't do nothing different, right? It's going to be a, a mundane life for us and our children, leaving nothing to the next generation 
as a inheritance for them to get started. You're just gonna just, you know, just 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 sleepwalk through life. So we must do something different. Cause like I said before, nobody's given more to this country than us. We've been the most lower of any group here. We've given the most, always got back the least. Fought never war, she ever had. Been devoted in law and got nothing. And sometimes you got to just look at where you are and be honest with yourself, be honest with yourself and candid. Just be candid, you know. That's how I did 30 years ago. I'd look at myself and say, hey, man, you know, this is a white man's country. Call it like it is. He owns all the wealth, controls all the resources. These are his institution. The regs, the governing institution, the bylaws, all written from his sense of right and wrong. It is what it is. The only thing that you really got control over, Larry, is your labor, your labor. And given it the fact that we live in a society found in capitalism, right, free market system, where capital, right, needs labor to produce what? Goods and services. To be able to extract the most capital for your labor, you must, you must be highly skilled. I had to go back and upgrade my skills. I had to go back 30 years ago. The life I'm, willing, the life I'm, I'm living now could have never, ever, ever happened on no skill set. I thank God you gave me discernment to do that. It's changed my life, my, my, former, my former wife's life, my daughter's life, and also the folks that ain't working at Osiris. It's changed their life. But again, if you don't understand that if you don't upgrade your skills, acquire high-income skills, you're just going to just float through life, just, you know, barely getting by. America is very expensive to live. You know, it's a very expensive place to live. And when you don't have a certain level of capital, you don't have a certain level of wealth, you can't have life on your terms. You cannot have life on your terms. And most of our people, the majority, has never had life on their terms. Why? No wealth. Think about Chicago, Baltimore, all these so-called places of high crime, toxic community. Why can't our folks leave? No wealth, no FACA score. That's why they can't get out. Because if they could, would you sit there with your sons and daughter and subject them to being bullied, intimidated, you know, beat up, maybe, you know, catching a straight bullet? In classroom where, you know, always, you know, disruption. But you do that, you get the means to leave? He says, no, you'd leave. And why can't I both do that? No wealth. There was no wealth passed down from generation to generation. From generation from generation to generation, there's no wealth passed down. So you, like me, got to go out and create, create an opportunity for wealth to be able to live comfortable, but also leave something for the next, next generation. We got to do that. That requires high-income skills. There's no, there's no getting around that. There's no getting around that. Well, down on the commons is the embrace statue, you know. Again, I understand the sentiment, which is symbolism. It's going to do nothing, nothing for American-born blacks in this town. Nothing. Why? There's no policies aimed at us to address our unique condition. So again, you had the mayor, the governor, you know, Miss Presley, all them down there, you know, clapping and grinning. It's going to do nothing for the group. It's going to do nothing for Joe Regular. It's going to do nothing for the American file. 
And I'm not into symbolism. I'm not into being the first. First doctor. First to go to college. First, first finish high school. People, we've been over 400 years. That's an insult. It's an insult to us. It does nothing for the group. The first DA, great for them. Kudos to them. Kudos, kudos to them. Yes, it does. They're going to be comfortable. They got a nice paycheck, you know. It's going to do nothing for the group. Nothing. The first does nothing to elevate the group. If you're not fighting to have policies, it's going to benefit the, the collective as King was, you know, it's just symbolism. You know, first DA, all right, first mayor, first commissioner. All somebody's going to benefit is their family. Ain't going to do nothing for the group. And out in the trenches, I come to realize you cannot keep leaving all these poor folks down here behind and think anything good is going to come of it. Why? They got children. And they're passing that spirit onto their children. They're passing that same spirit onto their children. So again, being the first does not impress me at all. It should not, it should not impress you, black Americans, Ados. We've been over 40 years. 40 plus years. If all things were equal, we had, we had not been fighting white racism all our life, who knows where we'd be right now? We should be one of the most wealthiest groups in this country. Because why? We've been, we've been us since day one. We've been us since day one. And because of laws, we're the only group that has been deliberately locked out because of laws. So that being the case, if you don't understand the importance of you acquiring high-income skills, you're foolish. You're going to live this mundane, barely making that kind of lifestyle. You know? Another thing that also... Uh, perturbs me, that's troubling to me, is when I look at, you know, folks who just seem to have just bought into just surviving, just getting by, just getting by. It's like the drive and ambition to prosper and want to do better has left many of our people. Left many of our people. And just holding on, just getting by, got a little Section 8 voucher, may I got an apartment, which most folks do, may I have a car, may I have a little job making 15 bucks an hour, okay? May I have a flat, flat screen TV, some furniture in the house, but, you know, you just, just have just surrendered to trying to prosper and trying to elevate oneself. And that spirit seems to permeate your children. Well, they too are just, just getting by. And so you're not going to do well when they just, just get by spirit. And so if you don't want to thrive and be all you can be, prosper, live good, be comfortable, well, where you are is where you're going to be. Because nobody's coming to save you now. Nobody's coming to save you. There'll be no policies aimed at you. That's why our legitimate grievance has been totally removed off the board. We are no, we know, we are no longer even talked about. Even our black American politician won't mention our man. Talk about everybody, talk about everybody but us. Gays, lesbians, doctors, dreamers, illegals, white women. They won't mention our they won't they will not mention 
this policy for black Americans, here's the reason why, because this data and research. Although although all the data is there, the research is there that shows our plight and our condition, they don't dare say this policy is for them. Here's the reason why. I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why they don't do that. In our system of politics, right, democracy, it's based, based on voting, voting. If every black American in Boston came out and voted, everybody came out and voted, right? You still would not have policies passed for us. And the reason being, they must now have their colleagues down in the chamber, right, to co-sign it, to, to sign up on it, to vote for it. And so if you don't have the vote, even if you put forth a policy aimed at us, it's not going to fly. You don't have to, you don't have to vote down in down City Hall, City Councilor or the state house. You don't have to vote. The numbers. They've been putting forth a policy of reparation or a bill to make sure the black share and all the billion dollars spent on outside contracting. You don't have to vote to make sure, right, that a portion will come to us. It's not going to happen. So even now, voting is not an option for us. Voting is not an option for us, I believe. It's not an option. Because you still have your colleagues to sign off on your proposal. And many down in these chambers are, are what, Caucasians. And many have been bred to what? To maintain the status quo, to maintain white supremacy. All right? So, again, if every black American in Boston voted, nothing would change for us as far as policy-wise. Because why? We lack the vote in those chambers. Why? It comprised mostly of what? Caucasians. Which, which, which means you better be about acquiring your high, your high income skills to take care of yourself, to live well, to do well. Just simple as that, you know. You ain't, ain't, ain't getting mad about it, upset about it. It is what it is, you know. So we got to understand, right, you got to be about looking at life for how it is. If, this, if these here are the real, you know, impediments or the real condition, I can't be dreaming looking for a better life. I got, I got to look at what, what I'm faced with and how I'm going to add maneuver or become, you know, solution-driven, right, to change that. Because otherwise, you say you're stuck there in poverty. And that's no good for you. It's no good for nobody. So again, we must be about, you know, solution-driven. I'm solution-driven. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not about being pessimistic. You know, being negative. You know, not me. Uh-uh. I got, hey, I got to, if it's my hand, how do I now put in play things that going to make things better for me and my family? That's how you got to think. But you don't sit there, you know, just, 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 just existing in gloom and doom, just getting by. It does nothing for you, your children, the community, nothing. Another thing that's really uh, daunting to me, perturbing to me, is music. If you listen, if you listen to, the, to the day's rap music, right, the last 20, 30 years, right, just listen to the words. I really encourage all parents to listen to what your kids listen to. Listen to what your kids are listening to. It's about murdering each other, right, being promiscuous. Girls now tell you what they're going to do sexually, oral, anal, threesome, doesn't matter, you know. The guys, right, you know. Same thing, talking about his, his sexual exploit, how you gonna blow your head off, you know. Our music has become weaponized against us. 
Listen to what your kids are listening to. Listen, listen to the words that they are absorbing in, the, in, 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 in their spirit. It speaks of contempt for their group, for their own group. It reeks of, of self-hate. So it isn't any wonder <clears throat> that <clears throat> our young men <clears throat> feel no <clears throat> feel no compassion about killing each other. All you hear in your lyrics, right? How you gonna do this do this brother in? Or how you gonna, you know, be a gangster, rip him off, take his belonging, beat him down, and then go on these platforms and show people that you took his chain, took his watch, took his money. You know, you got guys flashing wars of money. As though that's wealth. That ain't wealth. That's not wealth. And you end up when you do that on these platforms, then folks come in and rob you or kill you and take what you don't earn. Look at these platforms. Look at how some of these folks, our kids, are behaving. And I must say, is it any wonder, all right, that many are not doing well? And I want to just put an atmosphere. We understand, once and all, entertainers are not leaders. Entertainers are not leaders. They didn't come in for that. Most of our folks come with started like I did. Humble me. Humble, humble, humble beginning. Humble, humble beginning. Mean they had no wealth, no inheritance. They used the sports as a way out the ghetto. We at the hood. Using rap, we at the hood. We at the ghetto. Dancing, singing, acting, all that. It's a way of getting out the hood. So they didn't come to be leaders, conscientious, conscious, conscious leaders. They didn't come in for that. So you're looking at folks to be some, because they got, you know, notoriety, you know, they got a platform. But when they try to say anything, anything, as Kyrie did or Kanye West did, right? White folks shut them down. Shut them down. Shut them down. Now that's racism. Racism is not about name calling. You're not liking me. Racism is about power. We have wealth and power. You control institutions, but you can now shut out and shut down a group. That's racism. What you saw with Kyrie and Mr. West was racism. See, a white cat not liking you, that, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. You don't like me. Big deal. It's when your group has the power and control to exclude or deny me or my group access to resources. That's racism. You're not liking me is not racism. No, 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 no. It's when your group has the power to exclude, deny, or ostracize my group from having access to American society. That's why as black Americans, we have no wealth. We, we were deliberately locked out by laws. Locked out by laws. It's going to take laws and policies aimed at the group. In time, it's going to take generation, you know, to reverse this, this, to, to reverse this, this deliberate act of hatred. But our, our young folks, you see music, look, look, look at the listen to. I encourage all parents who hear my voice. You need to ask your kid what's their favorite, what are they, what, 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 
What is their fav favorite artist? Who would they listen to? And listen to it. And not to uh, censor them or shut it down, but to have them have a dialogue about their life. You know, uh, do you hear what, hear, hear what you listen to? Just listen to these words. Just listen, they, listen, listen, listen to what they're saying. And when I work with, work with young folks, I have my young, my young guys hear the words. Because why I say them out loud. Here's what, he, here's what he just said. How you gonna kill somebody, rob somebody, took so-and-so woman, you know what I mean? Having sex, having kids, you know, not being married, you know? Is that working for us? You need to have a dialogue with your kids about what they're listening to. To start to be conscious about, look what you are absorbing in your spirit, in your psyche, in your mind. It's toxic. It's poison. Because they're telling you, right, it's okay to kill each other. It's okay to just have sex, sex, sex without any obligation, no commitment. It's okay. It's okay. I implore all parents, you need to ask your children who's their favorite artist and just listen, just listen, just listen to the words yourself. Have a dialogue with them. Have a dialogue with, with them about what they're listening to. And see how they are poisoning themselves. They are being poisoned by this toxic, toxic form of entertainment. But keep in mind, neighbor, entertainers do not make laws. You don't make laws. Michael Jackson, fantastic. Didn't make not one law. Not one law. Okay. Denzel Washington, fantastic. Didn't make not one law. Not one law. So again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and I uh, hope you had a great time, great show. I'll be here next Wednesday at 6. Until then, God bless you. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119 Attention WBCALP 102.9 FM If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org